Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Richie V, El Conservador, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, New York City, and it's Kyle Rittenhouse Day. The jury's been in deliberation for over six hours right now. A lot of people expect that Kyle Rittenhouse will be found not guilty, and the National Guard is on standby just in case they decide to try and burn down Kenosha and the surrounding areas in Illinois as well. Now... The left overcharges people when you're not from the left. And why? Because they want the trial to look bad. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean, they want it to be not guilty, right? They want Kyle Rittenhouse to be found not guilty. You're thinking, Rich, you're out of your mind. No, they want to lock him up, throw away the key. I say, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. No, they don't. And the reason they don't? Because it's a reason to riot. And then they can say that's another reason that we need to change the system. To prove that the system doesn't work. Because we need reform. They just want people to think that the conservative deep state, Fox News, and all the crazy white boys out there are looking out for Kyle because he's a white cisgender male. And the judge is a white cisgender male who's probably a closeted Trump supporter, and he's protecting a white supremacist active shooter. I mean, have you heard such lunacy? Because I've been hearing it for days. <sighs> it's frustrating to say the least. They want you to think that the system is rigged for the cisgender straight white man. Now listen, the reason I'm using this word is because I think it's very funny. <laughs> but straight white dude, right? White supremacy is alive and well is what they want you to believe. So join our revolution for for justice, for rioting, for environmental justice, for social justice, for every other imagined or reimagined injustice. And most of these justices are imagined because they're fake, they're phony, they're fraud. This is how they do their scam. And it's total BS. But sadly, people buy it. Instead of thinking critically, thinking for themselves and being honest with themselves. Sound familiar? This is why I don't like to promote this. The system is rigged. The system is rigged. The system is rigged. Because once people start to believe it, it's all downhill from there. That's exactly what the left does. This system doesn't work. That's why we need CRT. This system is racist. These cops have to go. Defund this. Defund that. Get rid of this. Get rid of that. Now I hear people that that claim to be patriots tell me, we got to bring the system down. We got to do this. We got to get rid of that. We got to kill everybody. We got, it's absolute insanity. That is the left. That's how the left works. Man. Anyway, 
Not everybody's looking for blood in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and uh, at the courthouse where the trial's going on. And I think that's happening in uh, a neighboring area. But some people are actually calling for peace. And that's a good thing. We want peace. At least I think that's what we want, right? Most of us. Some of us, we're just here for the fight, right? Like they say, I'm just here for the smoke. And that's, that's a, it's a growing number, but it's not everybody. There's still a lot of good people out there who really believe in America. But I want you to listen to this one uh, protester. I wouldn't call him a protester. I'd say he's more of an activist. He's a, a, a demonstrator. because He doesn't seem to be protesting anything, but he seems to be very active with the community from the video. But I want you to check this out. But I just wish that everybody, we, we've had enough. Yeah. We, we've done enough. There has been enough. There's been enough sadness. There's been enough, enough pain. It is time for healing. It is time for us to recover and us to rebuild and show the world that Kenosha is a beautiful place. I've been here 20 years. My kids are here. You know, I've raised a family here, growing a business here. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't have it any other way. So with that being said, I'm not going to to hold the mic any longer, but I I want people to, to realize that there is peace in our problem. Yes. So no matter what happens, no matter uh, what the issue is, if you agree, disagree, please just do it peacefully. Yes, we're going to grow as a city. Thank you. Well, there you go. And I think that's the bottom line. That's exactly what has to be done. People have to focus on peace. Right. I was watching Newsmax a little while ago. I was actually on Newsmax a little while ago and I, I, I watched it after my uh my appearance on there, and Heather Childers was giving the report on the update on what's going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and she got into talking a little bit about, you know, we're looking at these crowds that are amassing outside the courthouse, and as she's talking, somebody just starts writing on the courthouse wall, <laughs> and, and uh, she started, you know, uh, pointing out that the graffiti was happening and whatnot, and it was just really funny, I thought, but I'll talk about what I discussed on Newsmax in the next segment. But right now, I want to just nail down this Kyle Rittenhouse thing, because I've said it a million times, and I think this is a big talking point that it's become, that if somehow you disagree that the kid shouldn't have been there, that somehow you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I think uh, this is one of those things where none of that stuff is really relevant, right? And I also think, just like during the George Floyd trial, I think trying to litigate the criminal past of someone posthumously is an exercise in futility. I know a lot of people are out there saying, oh, these guys are child rapists and they're this and they're that and screw them all. Nobody likes a child rapist. But that doesn't really help Kyle Rittenhouse. It doesn't help him to say, well, the guy was a child rapist, so I figured I'd take him out. You know, society needs one less of those guys. That's not going to help him win self-defense. Because the reality is when these guys came at him, all he knew was there's a dude about to bash my head in with a, he hit me in the head and he's about to bash my head in with a skateboard. No thanks. Pull the trigger to defend himself. I thought the guy was going to kill me. I was afraid for my life. Other guy was chasing me. Guy came at me with a gun. This, that, the third. The other guy grabbed my gun was coming at my gun and was lunging at me. I didn't think he was going to take my gun and uh, oil it up and clean it for me. I suspected that he was going to kill me, so I defended myself. This whole idea that the prosecutor says, oh, you know, the fact that you brought uh, a gun with you or you got the gun once you got there, whatever the case was, another asinine argument. 
You don't lose your right to defend your person, your property, your life because you're armed. This prosecutor, and I, I forgive me if I mispronounce his name, but Binger, I don't know if it's Binger, but Binger, what an idiot. Then he grabs the gun, and you've seen this all over the uh, Twitter sphere, I'm sure, on Getter, on Parlor, everywhere you look. Grabbing the gun, looked like he was about to squeeze the trigger. This is just a uh, classic case of stupidity, of them just overreaching. And people think, well, why would they overreach if they're going to lose? They don't care if they win or lose. And that's the central point of this segment. The left doesn't care. Losing works for them. Because they get to turn around and say, yet another miscarriage of justice. Yet another inconsistency in our system. This is why we have to defund the police. Why we have to defund white people, right, from from all of law enforcement. We have to destroy, destroy, destroy. Because that's how they roll. That's what they do. And it's unfortunate, but that's where we've arrived with the uh, Hegelian dialect that they absolutely employ every single time they can. That type of dialectic where they create their own problems so they can recommend the solution. And of course, they already have full control over the reaction because the problem was created to gauge that reaction. People aren't as stupid as you think. So we'll see exactly what happens with Kyle Rittenhouse. We're going to see what happens with his jury. I get the sense they're going to do the right thing. I was listening to the radio this morning, Hot 97, New York City, as I flip back and forth through morning shows, and... Uh, I really enjoy their show. Like I said, I I don't listen to it for politics. I listen to it for hip-hop. But when there is politics, sometimes I'll listen. It's usually sickening, and it it, it was again today. It was just a free-for-all where everybody on the show decides to pile on as if there's only one opinion that matters, that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist, KKK murderer, active shooter, shooting people all over the place, shot 60 rounds, just absolute insanity. He was the riot, right? And of course, that's not the truth at all. But I found it interesting that they were having this discussion about that. And they also talked about the infrastructure bill and how Biden was taking a victory lap and they didn't like Biden today. They were saying, well, we'll see what happens. You know, we can't put it all on the president. The president can't do that. And I agree. That's a, that's a fair statement. The president can campaign on something and he can get it signed into law. Great. And when you don't, it's an easy way out to say, oh, well, you know, I didn't, I, I tried, Congress wasn't there. But when you've got a Democrat majority in the House, a Democrat majority in the Senate, and you've got the White House with Joe El Baboso Biden and Ken Malaeres as the VP, if you can't win like that, you can't win. All right, those are his peeps. It wasn't like Trump coming in and having both houses because he wasn't their peeps. He had just beat the crap out of 15 other Republicans, establishment Republicans. He didn't have a base in Congress. A few people that endorsed him. But again, apples and oranges. Bottom line here, they were making the case for how the money gets distributed and how while it's signed into law, it may not reach the people. And I'm thinking, you've got Democrat majorities everywhere. You've got all these people, even some Republicans that voted to get the money. But the money, who's it going to go to? The Republican governor of New York? Oh, wait, they don't have one of those. The Republican mayor of New York City? Oh, wait, they don't have one of those either. This money's going to be distributed by the Democrats. This money came from the Democrats, doing what Democrats do, putting their hands as deep as they can inside your pockets and taking as much of your paycheck as they can before you even get it. 
And I find it remarkable that Ebro and Laura Stiles and the rest of them, entertaining show, excellent broadcasters, but they don't see that this problem that they want to say is systemic racism is brought about by people of color in the Democrat Party. Who represents the South Bronx? Anyway, we're going to get into all of that because I want to talk a little bit about AOC all out crazy. That's right. And why she's not at her office. Well, you know, she's usually not at her office. But before I do that, I want to talk about something that's important. It's our health. We were all taught that we had to finish our food so we could go play outside when we were little kids. My mom used to tell me with a guilt trip about little kids in Ethiopia that didn't have enough to eat. So I had to eat every last grain of rice on my on my plate. And I thought to myself, man, no wonder I always clean my plate. No wonder I was 270 pounds about four or five years ago. Now I've lost 50 pounds since then, but it was no easy journey. These are learned behaviors and they impact our eating habits. And they impact the way our overall health develops as adults. That's why I recommend using an app called Noom. That's N-O-O-M slash This Is America. N-O-O-M dot com slash This Is America. Noom dot com slash This Is America. If you want to check it out, go to that website. Now, this is uh, specifically for listeners of this program. You'll get a trial. So if you want to get that, go to Noom. That's Nancy Oscar, OscarMary.com slash This Is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. And you'll get a trial that's customized because this stuff is backed by science. The psychologists that developed it realized that stress and our own bad habits impact how we eat and that impacts our overall sense of well-being. This is an app, so it's time for you to take control of your own health. You can use it anytime and anywhere. It only takes about 10 minutes a day, and you get your own coach to help you through the process. Don't wait anymore. If you don't take care of your health now, when are you going to do it? Go to Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash This Is America. N-O-O-M dot com slash This Is America. You'd be crazy not to claim your trial right now. Now, speaking of that crazy, we're going to get to AOC and why she's reducing office hours in the Bronx and Queens. More on that and a lot more straight ahead. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. This is America. Para Inglés, o primal número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. 
And uh, give us a follow if you're on Getter, if you're on Parler, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're at. I want to hear from you. I want to get you some of your feedback. And always a big shout out to everybody listening because without you, you we don't have a program. You listen and we talk, right? <laughs> at least I talk. And I appreciate you. And I, of course, always appreciate every last one of those five-star ratings. And when you drop a, a comment and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you leave podcast reviews, always appreciated. Now, AOC, all out crazy, our least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she is um, under fire a little bit right now. I'm looking at this piece in the New York Post, and it says AOC's Bronx and Queens district offices will open for in-person services only twice a week. Oh, the horror. Now, what's funny is in the Bronx, she doesn't even have an office. She shares it with an assemblyman. She's never had it since she's been elected. The one in Queens opened after a few months of her being in office. Incredible. But that's the truth. And the article says, I guess this self-proclaimed woman of the people thinks they're best served from afar. Representative AOC, New York City district offices are only open two times a week. Meanwhile, workers and kids have been back at school. Everybody's at their desk full time. It's been going on for months, not AOC. The other three days a week? Well, AOC's holding her appointments virtually. Now, the article goes on to say it's a sharp contrast between the 14 New York congressional members out of 29 whose offices are open Monday through Friday. And all of this is coming after Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on her constituents. That's true. Havoc, it did wreak. I was driving home that night on the um, Major Deegan, I think it's, I don't know, Henry Hudson, whichever. I don't know what they call it at the section I was in. Man, it was crazy. I put a, a video on my Instagram at the time, at Rich Valdez with an S. I don't think you could see it now. So I put a story up, but it was crazy. I drive an SUV, a Ford Expedition, and the water was probably to the middle of my door, maybe to my door handle. It was insane. And this is what happened in the Bronx. So many basement apartments were not only destroyed and flooded, but people died. And you would think, well, they're going to her for help with FEMA. They're going to her for help with whatever now that they've been displaced and this and that. I mean, constituent services is a big thing. In New Jersey District 5, when Scott Garrett was there, I spent a little time there. And I can tell you that was the biggest part of what we did in that office was constituent services. People in the community think it's not enough. Well, anyway, if you want to read the article, I will tweet it out so you can see what's going on there. Obviously, this is a big letdown for her constituents. These are the people that voted for her that are very upset with her. But this is just characteristic of what happens in Washington, what happens in most levels of um, government where Democrats have a majority. Now, people thought, oh, Rich, you're just being a hyper-partisan. Perhaps. I happen to be one of those. Not all the time. I mean, I'm happy to turn against a Republican because it's not about the Republican Party for me. Obviously, it's about America. It's about conservative values. It's about the principles of liberty. But for most Democrats, the fringe has now become the mainstream. The idea that everything is bad, you must tax the rich because the rich are destroying the economy. The rich are destroying America. So we must therefore destroy the rich and destroy the economy that America was built on. To do what? I don't know. To save America? No. So they can do all the grifting they want for themselves and then move on to the next pet project, whether it's gender, race, the environment. They live in that space. Something's always wrong. There's always a squeaky wheel that wants oil. Similar to this story that I saw, the screenshot I posted on my Instagram story earlier, and I, I was pretty shocked at the whole thing. It was about Miss South Africa, who's in the running for Miss Universe, and the pageant's being held in Israel. And because it is, the son of Nelson Mandela is now speaking out against it, saying, no, 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 no. 
We don't mess with the Jews. We don't mess with Israel. We're part of the BDS movement, the Boycott, Divest, and Sanctions movement. Obviously, he's in with the Iranians. They, in large part, are the ones that promote this. So now I ask myself, is Iran an ally of the United States, the country I happen to pledge my citizenship to, the country whose flag I pledge allegiance to? Hell no. Matter of fact, they open up sessions of their congressional hearings and their congressional um, debate screaming death to America. And if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, back in 2019, I played a lot of audio on that. Shocking stuff. But this piece in CNS News, BDS activists urge Miss South Africa not to compete in the apartheid state of Israel. Supporters of the anti-Israel boycott divestment sanctions movement, BDS, are calling on Miss South Africa, Lalela Maswani, to not compete in 2021 Miss Universe pageant because, well, it's being held in, hmm, how do you say that? Eilat Iliat. Eh, forgive me. Because, in Israel, because they charge that Israel is an apartheid state. Mandla, M-A-N-D-L-A, Mandela, the grandson, excuse me, of Nelson Mandela, congratulated Miss Swain for winning Miss South Africa, but said that the pageant to be held on December 12th in Israel is a no-no, saying... We call on our newly crowned and all former Miss South Africas to boycott that event in protest at the occupation and the cruel treatment of Palestinians at the hands of the apartheid state regime in Israel. We call on Miss South Africa and the nation as a whole to boycott and withdraw all support for the Miss Universe pageant in apartheid Israel, said Mandela as reported by All News Nigeria. There's nothing beautiful about occupation, brutality, and institutionalized discrimination against the Palestinian people, end quote. Now, we must not support or legitimize the victimization of our Palestinian brothers and sisters. The BDS movement works to end international support for Israel's oppression of Palestinians and pressure Israel to comply with the international law, yada, 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 yada. Now, during the Trump administration, the BDS movement was declared anti-Semitic, a position that many Jewish groups support. The Coalition for Jewish Values, for instance, says that BDS is not about fairness, but all about destroying Israel. It kind of sounds like climate change. Economic warfare against the Jewish community is the oldest trick in the anti-Semites playbook. And the Jewish community in particular owes the Trump administration an enduring thanks. Well, that's true. Probably the best president on Israel uh, relations we've ever had. As for Miss South Africa, Lalela Miswani, she apparently has no intention of submitting to the protest and is scheduled to participate in the Miss Universe pageant in Israel. Stephanie Wheel, chief executive of the Miss South Africa organization, told the Jewish Chronicle, quote, we were always going to take part in Miss Universe and the information that it was happening in Israel has been out for months already, said Miss Wheel. Going to Miss Universe is an opportunity to represent her country on the world stage. It's not about where the contest is being held. Things have gotten to a point where it's quite literally harassment against Lalela, she said. I think she's incredibly scared of the threats. We will stand by her, whatever she chooses to do. She's an incredibly strong woman, and at the moment, we are going to Israel. I do believe that her intention is to go and compete, and I think that this is a moment in her life that she would not want to give up. Wendy Kahn, the national director of the South African Jewish Board of Deputies, said the BDS protesters have conducted a relentless campaign against Miswani for declining to buckle down to their demand that she withdraw from upcoming events in Israel. What a damn shame. And it goes on, and you can read it. I'll tweet this out too, and I'll put it on Getter as well, at Rich Valdez with an S if you want to give a follow. Now, I look at this and I think it is so similar to so much of what the left typically does. 
harassment, intimidation, bullying in the name of some sort of issue that's not really an issue. Now, I don't want to minimize the plight of those that are downtrodden in Palestine. But I've seen enough video of women or people dressed like women pushing a baby carriage that pull out these homemade rockets or these small rockets and start shooting at Israeli soldiers at the wall. Now, I've had personal friends of mine that are Palestinian tell me that I am a evil Zionist or whatever. I'm a sellout, this and that. I've always been a friend of Israel. I think that Israel has been a, a terrific ally to the United States, and I'm not putting down Palestine in any way. But you look at this type of thing, and it gets blown out of proportion. Again, this to me, again, like we talked about before, this is the Rittenhouse thing. Does the guy have a right to defend himself, whether he had a baseball bat in his hand, his fist in his hand, or an AR-15 that he got from his friend? He didn't carry the gun across state lines. He himself went across state lines 20 miles, whatever it was. And I don't think that's the big issue here, right? That's what the media is making an issue. I just, again, as a dad, I look at that and I think, well, he was 17, my daughter's 18. Would I want my daughter across state lines in Manhattan or in Washington Heights, which again, three, four miles from here, not even 20 miles, to go pick up her friend's AR-15 in the middle of a riot with BLM and Antifa? Probably not, right? That's a hell no. I don't want her there. And I don't think any good parent should have her there. That's why I've said, I think Rittenhouse's mom is the one that should be on trial, not him. He did the right thing. He was in a tough spot and did exactly what any responsible human being would have done to save their own life when you're attacked by these horrible people. And again, they are horrible people. I'll acknowledge that. I'm just saying I don't think there's any point or any sense in harping on the guy's a pedophile, this and that. And None of that was known at the time. He didn't know, so it doesn't help his case. But they just keep hyping it up and hyping it up and hyping it up. And while it's completely legitimate for him to defend himself, and he's probably going to get off unless there's some sort of upset in the jury deliberation, this gives them an excuse to say, that's the problem. This is what's wrong. Same thing here with the Miss Universe. This woman competes. She's a beautiful woman. She wins her contest in her country, South Africa. And now she wants to compete on the world stage, which happens to be in Israel. And now because Mandela's kid is thrown in with the Iranians, oh boy, here we go. It's a bunch of BS. It's not right. The whole thing isn't right. Anyway, don't move a muscle. I got one more thing I want to talk to you about, which is immigration. Some audio from the uh, hearing earlier today on Capitol Hill with Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. All right, so don't move a muscle. All of that and more straight ahead. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter. JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash rich. This is America. 
He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. Welcome back, America. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And I want to talk about this hearing that we had today because Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, well, he's not securing much of the homeland at all. In fact, I'd say he's a miserable failure, not just a regular failure, a miserable failure, because he's just not doing a damn thing. You've got people that are getting killed by some of these uh, illegal entrants to the country. Now, I want to be clear on this as well. They're being invited by the Democrats, by the left, by the Biden administration. Mayorkas himself has said, I'm not telling you don't come, just don't come now. He's on tape saying that. He's also on tape today saying, I don't think everybody here should be deported because they're of the mindset that these people were invited into our country and we should not be stopping. That's why Biden is trying to change or has changed temporarily in some ways the asylum laws saying, oh, if you're poor, you qualify for asylum. We'll figure out in court. Come on down. So for us to, to say that this is an invasion, we're being invaded by people that have been invited to the party by the president of the United States. And that's a damn shame. And he's the real bad guy here. But Senator Mike Lee from Utah today in this exchange with Secretary Mayorkas had a few things to say about this family that was sadly um, torn apart because an illegal immigrant in the U.S. murdered a father of four in Florida. Check this out. Yuri Medina Uloa, who's a 24-year-old Honduran man who was recently apprehended crossing the U.S.-Mexico border, where he fraudulently claimed to be a 17-year-old. He then ended up in Jacksonville, Florida, where a family took him in. Days later, he stabbed the father of that family to death. He was a 24-year-old, not a 17-year-old, as he claimed. There are people like him crossing, and with the assistance, with the approval, with the facilitation, in some cases, of your department, these things are happening. That, that, is, uh, that is inaccurate. I am aware uh, of the case. That individual is being prosecuted. There is an immigration enforcement detainer on that individual. Did your department or did it not allow him in? Um, uh, Senator, I'd like to not comment on the details because... I bet you would not like to comment on the details. If I may, Senator, there is a criminal case against that individual pending. Whether or not that individual committed fraud and deceived our personnel is a question that may be relevant to the ongoing criminal prosecution. Oh. Uh, and so it would be inappropriate for me to comment on a pending criminal matter at this time. What's inappropriate is <coughs> for you, your Senator administration Lee. to continue leaving these borders open. Thank you, Senator Lee. While pushing to turn on the poll factors. That's wrong, and it's immoral, and it's harming the security of the American people. Of course, he can't comment on anything because this could hurt an ongoing criminal investigation, Senator. And, of course, we're, we're all about getting to the bottom of crimes when these guys are invited right through the back door or the front door for that matter. This is a problem that we have to address. And the way we address it is by throwing these bums out, get rid of them all, replace every last one of them. Not Mike Lee. But I'm saying those that are perpetuating the malfeasance that we see in our public policy here in America. Mayorkas, now, you look at him, and he's so characteristic of a bureaucrat. When I worked in the Christie administration in Trenton, New Jersey, at the State House, State House Complex, I was so impressed with how many bureaucrats all acted the same. I felt like they all went to the same school, just like Mayorkas. 
He's got a senator in his face, a grown man, yelling at him, telling him that he's full of crap. And he remains incredibly calm. The way that they have such command of affect management is astounding to me. You're ruining America. You're doing this. Illegals are coming in. They're killing fathers of four. Senator, Senator, what we're doing is we're looking at this and that we don't want to damage an ongoing investigation. It's an alternate universe. It's the same thing we've seen with the media, with with MSNBC, the way that they say that this is happening and that's happening. It's one lie after another because they brainwashed themselves into believing this stuff. On the next episode, I'm going to show you this clip that I found on uh, Instagram. Really funny. I think it's, I want to say Brooke Baldwin from CNN. Maybe I'm wrong. Might be one of the other ones. I'm not too well versed in the CNN talking heads, but I can tell you this. She says, turns out, the information that we got from the CDC was not accurate and that people that are vaccinated can spread the virus just as much as the unvaccinated. And in fact, that case study they had following Barack Obama's thing in Boston from that section there wasn't from his party, but from that part of the country. 76% of those people were vaccinated and got breakthrough cases. So is it really a breakthrough? I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. Once we start counting, we start finding these numbers don't really add up. But I'm not done with Alejandro Mayorkas just yet. He's got a couple of other things that he wants to say. And one of them is he feels he's doing a good job. But before we get to that, I want you to hear this one. He says, look, when illegals get uh, arrested coming through the border, a border crosser, that we, you know, we may not be able to call them illegals any much longer And not because it's politically incorrect, but because they've been invited by our government. But he says when they get caught and they're given a court appearance and don't show up, it's more of a misunderstanding. Not bail jumping. Check this out. And here we go. You see this little device right here? Well, I'm going to show you something right now. Now, some people are rightfully concerned they might have to go a long period of time without having electricity. That's why Four Patriots is blowing up with thousands of requests. We have alternatives to detention for those who are not in immigration detention. Uh, We uh, have imposed conditions of parole with alternatives to detention, and those conditions better assure their appearance in court. We are communicating with individuals most effectively because sometimes It is not an intent to abscond, but a misunderstanding of the requirements in a very labyrinthian immigration system. Oh, it's very labyrinthian, sir. This is a misunderstanding, you see. And this is why he gives himself such high marks on this. Now, you look across the country, the fake news media, even their polls, and even the people at CNN and MSNBC and other places are saying, you know what? These guys are a bunch of frauds. And some of them are pretending that they're, you know, fooled and got fooled and suckered and duped. And others are saying, this is a sinking ship. I'm not going down with these clowns. But either way, you look at it. He says he's doing a great job. Listen to this. Do you believe uh, that the Biden immigration policies are successful? Uh, Senator, I, uh, I think rebuilding a broken immigration system and rebuilding a dismantled one takes time and we're on the road to success. So you think we're on the right track as a nation? I do. Okay. How would you grade yourself? Uh, Senator, um, I'm a tough grader on myself, and I give myself um, an A for effort, investment, 
in mission and support of our workforce. Wow, that's a real tough grade. I give myself an A. <laughs> I wish they'd let me grade myself when I was in school. I would have been an honor student all the time, not just some of the time. Anyway, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. These guys think they're terrific. They think that they know everything and, of course, so much more than you. That's wrong. That's where the problem lies. The bureaucrat totally believes that you have no agency. You have no agency over yourself. They must be the deciding factor for you. They are your agent. They represent you. Now, yes, you elect people to represent you in the government. But when they suck, you got to get them out. And it doesn't mean that you're just uh, assigning all agency and giving them your franchise. No, you're not. You're just saying, I want you to do what you do well on my behalf. Inflation is not on our behalf. Rising gasoline costs is not something that helps any American. Horrific immigration policies that are breaking the border, not good for America. The list goes on and on. Yet, everybody thinks they're doing a great job. Well, I hope you don't think you're doing a great job. I hope you think there's plenty of work ahead because I know I think there's plenty of work ahead. I'm not successful yet. I've got to talk to more people. We've got to reach more people. We've got to speak to the hearts and minds of so many around us because this is a big problem and it's infecting every institution that we can look at. And in some cases, this, this rot is so deep, it's going to take a miracle to change it, to reverse it, to improve it. Anyway, I mentioned that I was going to talk about what I discussed on Newsmax, and I did. We talked about how Joe Biden's infrastructure bill getting passed and getting signed is not really a victory for anybody but Joe Biden. And like I said before, even the fake news media is now reporting that his poll numbers are abysmal. Kamala Harris is something like negative, uh, well, she's at 51% or 53% disapproval. This is a very bad look. For Kamala Harris, this is no bueno. Anyway, if you want to check out that video, it's going to be on my Instagram in a little bit. You can go there, at Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez with an S on Instagram. And uh, give us a follow. Check us out on all the social media. I love to engage with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back with another episode. We have a couple of guests coming up, which, you know, I rarely do guests because I love the sound of my own voice. But I'm going to interview a couple of people about a couple of things that they've done that I think you need to know about. And I try to bring you the most important stuff I can that I think is apropos at the time. And Thanksgiving's coming and Christmas is coming. So we're going to talk about things that are going to affect that. And plus, there was something on The View that I saw that I thought, man, I want to talk about that. So anyway... Hasta la próxima. Make sure you tune in for the next one. Subscribe and have somebody else subscribe because without you, we can't do it. I'll leave you with my thoughts. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for you to do nothing. That's Sir Edmund Burke. And if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. That's a quote from Hamilton. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America, I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America.
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.